0: week on two dynamite dudes on a rampage i just do a special solo episode to recap aew all out and what happened on aew dynamite which included uh minero suzuki versus john moxley in the main event a ruby soho in-ring debut adam cole and jungle boy mixing it up baby plus brian danielson and kenny omega stare one another down and who is the goat all that and so much more This week on two, two who? Oh, two dynamite dudes on a rampage. two but just one dynamite dudes with on a rampage i got the uh old uh whatchamacallit here i can't point right wait okay the old logo up there this is just uh (laughs) this is the retro solo thing i had so it kind of it kind of is just dynamite so we're covering a little bit of dynamite we're gonna cover obviously some all-out stuff but i'm back from my i just arrived back from chicago today and uh here to recap W Dynamite, as well as All Out, and my trip to Chicago. So uh, if you're new to this show, welcome. Thank you. I usually have my degenerate brother, Marcus, with me, but he's unable to attend tonight. I am here because I figured we needed to get a show in since we missed this weekend and talk about a lot of this stuff. And I want a lot of your guys' interaction. Uh, feel free to send some questions in as I carry on about the results here and um, talk about, yeah, both shows basically, and just the weekend overall and what it means for um, for wrestling and AEW. So um, let's see who's in the comments section. People are joining in. Thank you for joining. Nesha's in here. Uh, <laughs> I've been quiet now. You know why. Yep, that's exactly right. So, uh, but yes. So uh, just show just ended. We had Minoru Suzuki taking on John Moxley. And wow, did uh, Minoru's eye get busted the heck open for what a homecoming match for Mox, and uh, blood ensued and brawls and forearm shivers. And it was a hard hitting match. And that crowd was behind it, real behind it. Uh, let me know what you guys think of that main event and how it closed on out. Like nothing like super duper storyline wise, but a good, like feel good home kind of like, Hey, okay, we're back. And uh, we're going to get things cooking. Plenty of virons were thrown into the fire, though, tonight, as we had Daniel, Brian Danielson. Wow, that's getting, I got to get used to saying that, huh? We had Brian Danielson uh, looking like he's staring down Kenny Omega in that big platinum. I'm all for that. And I've talked to Marcus, too. That's the way it should be to introduce Brian Danielson into AEW. Put him right immediately in the title picture. And that looks like what they're doing. I'm all for that. So let me think, what do you guys want to, okay, Nesha says it's a decent match, and, um, but I want to also get your thoughts about, I know, I'm I, Nesha, I started calling him actually BD, so I actually got used to it doing my recap. But I want to get your thoughts on what you think about Brian Danielson automatically being in that title match. Do you like it? Do you think you should have started somewhere else? Let's hear what you guys say. Oh, Nesha, you want Brian versus Cole? Uh, Josh McManus says I was... I was a W TV show. Were you there? Hmm. Let me know, Josh. Uh, but yeah, it was quite the program tonight and what, heck we didn't even get to Adam Cole yet. And, uh, looks like he's got, Well, his debut match is going to be next week. I don't know if they announced who the opponent was. Um, but looks like jungle boy and him are in store for a fight. So that should be pretty good starters. Um, But yeah, I thought that was good that the Elite came out, not with him initially, because you got to make it feel big. And they introduced Adam Cole on his own. So I thought that was very good to do. And then I really, really like the aspect of Cole staring down Tony Schiavone and like getting intense with him, because that's what a dick boyfriend would do. Or is it they're engaged? I'm not sure if they're engaged or not. But that was exactly what a dick partner would do. And like just... Insult Tony, who has a good friendship with Britt. I liked it. I really liked it. That was actually probably my favorite part of the segment, to be honest. Um, Let's see. Katarina is his opponent? Hmm, okay. Interesting. (laughs) Nesha says she misses Marcus. Uh, Do the match without the belt and make it an ego. So you think that this is – I'm thinking that you're talking about Danielson and Omega. I don't agree with that. I think start them off hot. Heck, have him beat Kenny for the title. I think this is, you can do that. I think you can do that. And criticism of WE guys coming into AWB, damn because it's just, it does not make sense. Heck, Brian Danielson's an ROH guy, is he not? So there you go. Uh, I would like, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if they should do that. Oh, he's facing, I'm sorry, okay. Oh, he's facing Kazarian, okay. Well, that's a good opener. That's a very good opener for, for them. Um Dating. JJ says they're dating. Okay. Okay. Cole versus Kaz. So that should be good. I love Kaz. If you know me, I really like Frankie Kazarian. So I think that'll be a good, good start. Um, But yes, uh, going into just uh, Cole showing up like that and like packing that punch, I thought was very well done. And um, it added, it makes him unlikable in a way because Adam Cole's over, as you could hear. So he really stifled the crowd with that, uh, taking shots at Tony and calling him a nerd and all that stuff. So I thought that was very appropriate and a uh, good way to kind of get some heat on him a little bit. I was all for that. Um, but yes, um, matches. The show started off with Dustin Rhodes and Malachi Black, um, and I thought it was a good match. Like I liked, like Malachi running through the Nightmare Family has been a really good story, and like Dustin's the the one that put up the most fight against him starting off. And I think, um, you know, it adds to, uh, Dustin's veteran kind of leadership and vibe. It it gives him credibility because you look at it, Cody couldn't compete with him. Cody got squashed by him. Then obviously you had, um, uh, Brock get squashed. And then Lee Johnson put up a bit of a fight, but not as much. And so now, and obviously Arne got in the mix too, and all that stuff happened. So then, Dustin's the one that has a full-fledged match with him. I thought that was pretty cool. And still, Black uses underhanded tactics to beat Dustin. So I thought that was a good opener. And I liked, I know I'm kind of bouncing all over the place, but I very much like um, Taz on commentary tonight. I thought he added a lot. Uh, Not taking away anything from Excalibur, but uh, I did like Taz, just kind of the sense of humor that he brings and the intensity he brings. And we'll get into that one in a second. But what's up, Steven? How are you? Uh, black and Cody next week, that should be di- no Ricky. That's not next week, that's at the uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium. That's when that's going to happen. I understand how you could get that confused because they did advertise that like right with the lineups of others, but that's at Arthur Ashe. So, yeah, that's at the 20. Um, let's see what else is getting said. I know you like Kaz, I do too. I still want Kaz versus Kenny, I do too. I want that eventually down the road. Um, you know, I'm definitely for that. Uh, Cole versus Jungle Boy is the likely match next week. You know, oh no, but it isn't. Yeah, it's Kaz. So uh, I think they're gonna play into uh, Cole and in, in Jungle Boy. So maybe Arthur Ashe. That might be a show on Earth, uh, a match on Arthur Ashe to have. But um, yeah, like there was a lot to take away from this stuff, and they went in a lot of unexpected routes tonight, did they not? Like, uh, and let's get into it. I guess Punk came off. Came out after uh, the the opener match, and um, really like put a put a cut a baby face promo as as expected. Thank Darby, thanks Sting, thank the fans. Uh, put over, put over, Aunt Linda Pillman. I thought that was awesome. I thought that was really cool. And then uh, put over a lot of the new stars that showed up too, and um, just very very neat stuff. And then started taking a poll. Who should he face next? What, like, What's next for him? Because AJ Lee, his wife April, said, what's next? And so he was taking the, f- the fan poll. Lo and behold, fans are making suggestions. But Taz gets off a commentary and starts interrupting Punk. Punk does not like that shit. And then we have him saying, hey, <laughs> don't, I'll let you have your time, but don't ever interrupt me again. And that pisses Taz off. And Taz starts saying, don't you ever mention Team Taz in your, in, as people you want to face. And that breaks into uh, what we're going to see, Punk versus Team Taz. So uh, I'm all for Taz versus Ricky Starks. I'm all for Taz versus Powerhouse Ops. Uh, those should be some inter- – and Hook standing there and getting in the mix, I think would be pretty neat too. So it's a unique – It's a, was an unexpected one because I would think that would be more down the road, but putting it out right off the bat, create some intriguing storylines for the that foursome and punk as well obviously so um yeah i like it a lot and then who who knows who punk might tag up with because you know it's seeming like darby and i don't know if it's going to be a one-off but it's darby and sean spears next week too and it seems like tully's grinding the beef with uh, the stinger there so Will Punk have different partners than we expect? I'm not sure. Who do you guys? What do you guys think about that? Do you think Punk will get different partners than Darby and Sting? It does make sense, like from having Punk and Darby and Sting tag together. But I wonder if they're going to go a different route. Uh, let's take some questions here. What did you think of Malachi bringing Cody's boot? Oh, thanks for bringing that up, DJ. Also, the rumor of Cody bringing his Stardust character to AEW via Cody's Twitter over the weekend possibly fight Black. No, I don't think that is what he was doing, DJ. I believe that was more on the end of him trolling WWE and what they've done with uh, certain uh, former stars and treating them gimmicks. And I think that was a more nod to like Kevin Owens you know, handling and uh, all the mishandlings that uh, WWE has done with different people. Uh, So I think that is not him bringing it in. But to mention your thing about the, um, the boot I very much like that. Cause like Malachi black is all about the head games and he's really trying to get into the head of Dustin getting the head of nightmare family. And he's been doing that. And you look at even what Lee Johnson did that one time, like he hated him the chair and, and wanted to give him a uh, trash, trash him for that. One second, I got to kick my cat dusty out. He's going nuts on this thing, but yes, I really liked um, what they presented as far as the boot goes. And, um, I think that just adds to Malachi's character and how he's just so manipulative. So yes, I, I thought that was a good touch to that. Um, the diss from CM Punk on Taz phrase was good. What? Do you, which one are you referring to? Cause they're what, they did have a very good exchange and you know what, that was an unexpected exchange that I didn't even consider is Punk and Taz together. I really, I mean, both are great on the mic. So Taz coming at him with that intensity and stuff. I really like that. Yeah. What do you mean by that one there, John J? Um, Thoughts on WWE fanboys being so scared of Cole and Brian in the number one company in the world? You know, the the thing with that is, um, a lot of the newer WWE fans, you know, you look, geez, WCW has gone over twenty years at this juncture, so all the a lot of the younger fans know is WWE. That's what they know is wrestling. So, um it's unfortunate that that's the only wrestling they know, but, um, I understand why they feel that way or why they want to come quick to the defense, but it's just a weird dynamic. Is it not? Cause I'm used to being like, I like whichever products more entertaining. And right now it's undeniable that AEW is more entertaining than WWE. It's just flat out any show in comparison. You can range it from raw SmackDown to NXT. AEW hasn't beat in the entertainment factor. Um, obviously not the ratings, but there's just a lot to take away from, from uh, what AEW is doing. And the heck the perfect uh, sign of that is what Mick Foley said earlier, you know, on his Facebook and saying like WWE has a problem and it's that wrestlers do not have an incentive to work in AEW rather than they do in WWE. So I don't necessarily fault fans, WWE fans for feeling the way they do because it's, it's just a weird thing. Is it not like, Hey, uh, this is my company, you know, and it's been for years that WWE has been, like, getting over the brand rather than the stars. And what an issue that is, because that's never what pro wrestling is about. Pro wrestling is about stars, one and only. I mean, and you can say Cena, star, Roman Reigns, star, but, like, even those guys aren't to the level of, like, an Austin or a Rock. And that's going to be hard to do, and a Hogan. That's just going to be hard to do. But WWE doesn't lend itself to do that, so yeah it's just great like it's great to see in wrestling that we got these guys we got brought danielson we got cole and it seems like a real shift in the dynamic does it not so yeah very much so um nesha says she likes the stuff between mjf and pillman yes i liked it too uh how about this stuff he was saying holy shit like, talking about Melanie, and if you're familiar with Dark Side of the Ring, it's just crazy stuff. And then calling out his aunt, it was good classic heel stuff, but really, like, MJF walking the line and of edgy, edginess. So uh, I like the feud starting off, and like I mentioned to Nesha on Twitter, that they have a history, those two, in MLW. So it was always the Heart uh, Foundation, the New Heart Foundation, versus the Dynasty, which MJF was a part of with Hammerstone and Richard holiday. So they have, they have a history together. It would be very interesting to see if that gets brought up. I'm not sure if it will or not, but they have some, they do have history together. No doubt about that. Ricky says MJF is the best heel in wrestling. I get, I, he's up there. He's very well might be number one because you know what? He gets the heat. He doesn't change. He doesn't break kayfabe. He just embraces it and is smart for the business. Uh, If you were happen to catch the post, I can talk about this in a little bit too. If you ever happen to catch my post, uh, not my post, but the press's post scrums on dynamite, I asked Tony Khan about MJF and what he thinks of his development. Tony Khan put him over big time saying that he's like somebody that a lot of the talent in the locker room go to for advice and uh, get knowledge from. And MJF is the one that introduced him to stars like Layla Hirsch and uh, Max Castor and Anthony Bowens. So, uh, you know, MJF has his finger on the pulse of what wrestling should be. And uh, no doubt he's a top heel and probably the best. I would agree with you too, Ricky. So um, let's see new comments here. I've seen uh, what do you think of Omega? Oh, where was that? I lost it here. Here we go, Steven. What do you think of Omega ranked number one in the P W I top 500 second year in a row, Roman second and Lashley third. I think uh, it fits. I mean, you know kenny is great like kenny has done some unique work here in 2021 so it makes perfect sense and uh yeah as far as reigns i mean it makes sense roman second and lashley is third they're the champs they've been carrying the belts for a while and they've been getting you know put over like crazy so that makes sense um yeah i don't know the full pwi 500 list but um yeah there's been a lot of feedback of that on twitter today has there not been uh Said the last, says the last line. What are you talking? Let me see. I'm sorry. Oh, that yes, Jay, that was awesome. Because I'm Taz, the human supex machine. Beat me if you can survive if I let you. Yes, that was awesome. Thank you for bringing that up. That was really, really cool. I popped for that. No doubt. I think that was great. What a callback, huh? That was really cool. Yeah. Taz, punk knows how to talk, man. It's just, it, that's what's so great about him. And heck, we haven't seen this in seven and a half years. So what a treat, huh? It was, it's really good stuff. Um, let's see, Oh, but let's uh talk about uh some other stuff on here. Uh, before I get to some other more, what do you guys think of Ruby Soho's uh in ring debut? There was seemed to be like a little bit of I don't know, I was covering, so let me know. But I was thinking that there was a little bit of hiccups with a couple things, but Ruby was over, wasn't she? Not and like some of those spots, even that electric chair that might have looked like it was botched almost pulled off to look like a move right she like toppled on top of her i don't know if they called notable or what but um overall ruby got over and you know it's, it's that's just gonna keep going and she was great backstage too with tony and that brit segment i thought that was really really cool how um they uh you know ruby at the end well they start so brick came in and told her that you know she's uh She's not all she's cracked up to be. And then Ruby runs through her nicknames. And she's like, you forgot my most important nickname, the AEW Women's Champ. And then started saying, like, you know, oh, she stood in catering and stuff like that. And then Ruby at the end was like, I know she's your friend, but I'm going to kick her ass. That was real cool. So, uh, hey, this is what you do when you – this is what you get when you let a lot of those talents off the hook and, like, don't have those parameters that they got to follow through when WWE comes around. Like, so it's just – it's neat to see Ruby in this situation. It's pretty darn cool. And, you know, she's going to get over. And, uh, yeah, plus, she got Thunder Rosa, the friend of the show, on there, too. So, there's a, the women's division, they, they'll heat it up. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be really good stuff here. Let's see. Ruby got hurt. Now, I thought about that. Um, I don't know that for sure. Like, because I did see, I don't know if that was, like, some cell job stuff or anything like that um i not sure because as i like i mentioned i'm like looking and writing at the same time so it's hard for me to follow along completely but i hope she did not get hurt maybe she did a little bit yeah ruby was kind of nervous but that's i mean kind of expected you know this is her first time out it like off you know on as a big star it's you know you'll get those nerves shaken out it'll be fine uh well let's see that match at arthur okay max castor on friday correct so yes Max Caster will be challenging uh, Bill Ryan Pillman on, on Rampage, and then Pillman will fight MJF at Arthur Ashe. So it'll be cool that this is going to be a feud actually developing, and it's not just like a, couple, like a couple show thing, you know what I mean? So that'll be pretty neat to see. Um, yep, Max Caster is back marcus let's see nesh says marcus don't stop mission shows i'm gonna take his spot on the show i know somebody's i mean we had kate wally Pippum the other time and now hey, we might get nesh in the mix uh hey kevin thank you you're so great thank you i appreciate that really appreciate that hope you have a good night kevin uh i am happy with my favorite kenny omega being number one congrats yes kenny is he's doing awesome so thank you kevin too for uh, doing a great job uh Let's see, DJ. Should we all agree that there's no way Pillman Jr. will beat MJF on Friday? Although it looked like that MJF will be taking shots at Wardlow during his promo. So maybe Wardlow will help Pillman. That's a good point, DJ. Yeah, I don't think Pillman's going to get the win ultimately in this feud. Uh, MJF will get, I think will end up. But this is like the biggest, you know, angle that Pillman's been a part of. And like it's from in a singles kind of rule. So It'll be neat to see him do that. But, yeah, you could really – like, they, they certainly have been planting these seeds over time with Wardlow and causing more and more tension. Maybe we'll see that shift happen. Um, I'm not sure. But maybe not. Maybe that's, they're still solo playing a little bit, and this is just another moment where, like, hey, you weren't there for me last – on Sunday. You know, why don't you go stay in the corner? And so maybe this is just going to brew and brew up more and more where it's like that Triple H Batista thing. Or, you know, Batista gave the thumbs down finally – Then shit went, shit went and Batista became a star. So maybe they're just slow playing that a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, wow. We're getting a lot of comments. Thanks for the interaction guys. Um, yes, Benjamin. I mentioned that Adam Cole yelling Tony about Brit. That was great stuff. Real great stuff. Um, man, there are a lot of comments. Uh, both Ruby and Adam Cole look like they both got hurt next tonight. I hope not. I hope not. Um, Yeah, hopefully everything pans out with that. Um, What's the biggest impact for Adam Cole and John Moxley in AVW? What's the biggest impact? What do you mean exactly by that? There, Zachary, let me know. Because I'm not sure what you mean. But um, as far as biggest impact, like, yeah, I'm not sure what you mean by that. Let me know. Uh, So, what? oh, The Wild Weekend. I'll talk about that (laughs) in a second. Yeah. Um, I want to go through some more of the show here. Let me, I got to go through all this stuff and look at my notes and make sure, uh, make sure we got everything covered here. There's a lot to talk about. Oh, how about the tease with, yeah, like I didn't mention too much about like, obviously we have Darby challenge and spears, but what about Tully and Sting? That sounds, I did not expect that. Right. <laughs> it's like, it'd be great to see Tully and Sting tie it up, but it'd be interesting to see how they pull it off. Um, will they do a tag? Will it just beats Tully and sing one on one? That would be really interesting. I don't know. I don't know. You're thinking Daniel Garcia for? I'm. Um, let me see what you what you mean here. It's kind of hard to follow. Dang it! It sucks when I don't have Marcus here. He's he's usually pretty good on these comments. Um. Oh, yeah. That's what I heard too. Uh, Sean was a uh, powerhouse. He might have got his bell rung a little bit, uh, but that was a good angle too. And I love Hobbs. I mean, what a presence he has, right? Uh, like just that moment where they catch him on the outside and he's like, Oh, see Punk, huh? And he's like, screw that. You know, I think Hobbs from a look and how he's developed in team Taz and his new, you know, attire and stuff like that. It's really clicking together for him. I think it's very, very good. Um, yes. Pac and Andrade on rampage will be a great match. I really agree. I'm very excited for that. I mean that. I thought I was banking on that match to steal steal the show, right? Uh, at at all output, we'll get a we'll get a good one here on Rampage. That'll be a good way to close the show out. Um, some more comments here, Ricky. Yeah, uh, Dante Martin. That's good though. You're bummed because like that means he's getting over, right? Um, he's got time. He's young. You know, it's just not his moment to to kind of get it. It makes sense that he did lose, and uh, you know put. they'll position them further and further. they has got They got plenty of time to do that. It's just a matter of fitting them in, which is, you know, with three hours a week, it's tough to do. Hopefully they have a plan in figuring what that is and all that is out. So, uh, not, pun not intended on that one. Who will be Daniel Bryanson's – oh, my God. Brian Danielson's opponent for his first match, thinking Garcia. Oh, that's what you mean. Okay. I mean, that would be good, would it not? That would be good. Uh, you know, I could, I could really bank in on that there, Steven. I think I'm with you on that one. Yeah. You know, that just makes a lot of sense and that's the kind of style Brian likes to wrestle is pro wrestling, wrestling. So, and Dale Garcia can do that. So that would be a good start. I think um, be pretty neat to, too if it kind of ties in with sting and uh, Darby in a way where it's like, cause they're feuding with 2.0 and you know, that would make sense. I don't know. Ricky you're not also not too wild about the dark order now that angle tonight um i like that the p- pinnacle went over because i really do think guys like FTR and Sean spear spears need some w's and uh so this plays into the angle of dark order being on rocky ground i did like that they did are continuing the dark order on rocky ground and if you did hear it correctly on commentary jr did mention hey they don't have a leader that could be an issue And taz agreed with it. So maybe that means that we're going to get a leader here sooner than later. Um, obviously, people are going to think Bray Wyatt. And I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, people say Anna J would be a good leader. I could see that. I think she's really young, though. and um, But she does have that connection to Dark Order. I think she should be a very prominent figure in Dark Order, if anything. So, um, And I'm sure we're going to get that because she is good. She's got a good presence in the ring and um, great look and um just has that connection too with fans where that she got that pop at all out because she can't she returned and stuff like that oh james welcome back man yeah what a dang pay-per-view indeed yeah we'll talk about there a sec. AEW has such a stacked roster we didn't even see darby lucha brothers thunder rosa tonight yeah we only saw uh lucha brothers in a backstage segment we saw thunder Rose in a brief backstage segment yeah we didn't see darby did we not um I, that's a good thing and it's also like You want to keep them relevant. So, but absence makes the heart grow fonder. Um, I was talking to some, uh, a talent, a very uh, well-known talent uh, about uh, having a stocked roster and everything like that. And they mentioned how it would be interesting to see them separate, you know, like we, you don't have to show these guys every week and like almost, you know, a middleweight division would make sense or a junior weight division would make sense. Uh, Things like that. And, you know, I agree with, I would agree with him. I think that'd be pretty neat to kind of separate that. Maybe we'll get some of that uh, with the studio shows and things like that. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, but yes, dark order. I like that. They continue the heat with all of them. I don't think it's going to be a breakup. I think it's just adding to the fire that we're going to get a leader here. And I think Bray really does make the perfect leader because listen, he's got those ties to Brody. Um, he's one of, you know, Obviously, like, he lost a really, really good friend. So putting him into that mix as somebody to carry the torch for Brody moving forward, I just think makes a lot of sense. And just, like, you know, even if they, like, Brody, like, it's just, he would be a good, good person to carry that legacy on. So uh, is Ty Conte finally joining the Dark Order? Uh, she, I know. That's what I keep thinking. They never made it official. I think she just has these friends with thinking of Jay. Um, I don't know. Yeah, DJ, that's tough. They haven't made that very clear yet. Uh, Nesha, you heard Bray's going to Impact. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I just think that would be a drop down for Bray, unfortunately. I like Impact. I really like Impact a lot. Um, I think, I think he's going to go to AEW. (laughs) I just think that makes sense. Uh, we we can talk more about that when I have Marcus here, who we're going to do another show, by the way, this weekend coming up. But, uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot to take away from, uh, who might be showing up and stuff. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about brave. We'll talk about Kevin Owens. We'll carry all that on, on the weekend episode here. Uh, this might be a little truncated cause I have to go to work at six in the morning tomorrow back to the old day job. So, uh, but this has been, um, I will briefly talk about the weekend too that I had. It was nuts. All right. Uh, so, yes, I went to the show. I went to Dynamite Live. I went, obviously, I was at All Out. And, wow, what an environment that was. What stuff went down. and You know, everything. Historic night in wrestling. Historic night. And it was a great show across the board. You know, uh, so you could pick it, nitpick at certain little things here and there. But, overall, what a great, great pay-per-view. Historic pay-per-view with great matches and uh great storytelling. That Eddie Kingston opener, yeah. Between him and Miro. And that was they mentioned that to tonight on Dynamite. That feud's still gonna go on. And I think that's the way it should happen. And you know what? I'm not against Eddie beating Miro and Arthur Ash. I'm not friend of the show. He deserves it. So yeah. Uh Ness has got to get up at six also. Uh oh, Buddy Murphy, yes. He's the one that has a lot of talk about AEW. Not AEW, I'm sorry, Impact. And that would be great. If you get Buddy Murphy and Impact, build around him. Build around him. Build around guys like Chris Bay. Build around Joe Doring. That's the great thing about Impact is they have a lot of great talent there. So a lot of great talent. Sami Zayn, yes. We'll talk about him too. Thank you, Nesha. We'll talk about a lot of this stuff. It's just a lot of potential happening. Not a lot of time for uh, that talent. Like in that was mentioned too in the scrums that there's like, you know, you can't sign everybody, but you know, you got to make, I mean, some of these stars, you can't, uh, Steven says dark order needs Gray White, but don't count out either black or even hangman page. Um, yeah. maybe that is it. That is a good point with hangman. I think, um, this could just all be playing into page coming back and like kind of restoring things. Now I don't think he'd be the leader, but I mean, that's the thing is JR mentioned needing a leader and Taz agreed with him so I think that we are playing into a leader um I don't know if about the one page as the leader of Dark Order I think Bray would just make more sense right I don't know but um yeah let's see Sammy wasn't cut no 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 he wasn't cut he uh his contract is up like yeah fall of 2021 thank you Nisha. that's right uh Eddie oh yeah I got the Eddie shout out in yeah, all that was an awesome pay per view. Um, I actually have not watched the at home version, <laughs> like everybody else has. I've only seen the opener. That was the only match I got to watch, like via via television, basically. So, and that was really came across. So I'm excited to watch Punk and Darby. I'm excited to watch the closing angle, the cage match. I'm very excited about. But yeah, uh, it was just a busy weekend for me. And uh, the fact that uh, I was in the the post show scrums and stuff like that, um, go back and check those out. There, those are up on WrestleZone. All of them are little each each one on their own video. So Brian Danielson uh, full scrum interview. I got to ask him a question. I like I talked to him about reading books and bringing his own unique against the grain persona into his character, and he talks about that a little bit. But he mentions a lot of great stuff and being excited. That was one thing about those scrums is everybody was so excited to be part of the company. Like they were, and Tony was excited to have him there. So um, that's just a huge contrast between what you see on WDE and what you hear about behind WDE. So yeah, it's it's just a change a shift change this guy i'm excited to see what these ratings are going to be like here coming up and i know that's like that can be a bone of contention for some fans it's like oh who cares about ratings and blah, blah blah and then, you know but it's it's interesting to see is it not like keeping taps on uh let's see if how if have aw and Anacole dream match who would it be me personally Ooh, I got to give some thought to that one. Rematch. I mean, I just like Brian Danielson, so seeing him and Cole tie it up would be pretty damn awesome. Yeah, I would. I mean, I'm just a huge Brian Danielson guy, so that's that's how I feel about that. Yep. We'll be, yeah. We'll talk about all the contracts and stuff and the potential, the speculation, with all that stuff on the weekend episode of a live version of Two Dynamite Dudes. Um, but something else I was... A, uh, a fly on the wall for was the ad-free shows weekend, uh, top guy weekend. Uh, wow, what a what a weekend! You had anybody from everybody and anybody from uh, the top, the ad-free shows, Conrad Thompson podcasts. They all did like a celebration for their top guy subscribers, and um, it was they had some great panels and some great surprises that showed up. Uh, none of this too. So it was like a very uh, smaller version of StarCast, a much more laid back version of StarCast with only like two the amount of fans that they have, the amount of subscribers. So it was very, I don't want to say low key, because people were very excited and they had a lot of stuff going on. So, but a lot of good surprises showed up. Uh, FTR showed up with, uh, and, you know, did a panel with Arnie Anderson and that was a really powerful uh, panel Lots got talked about there. Uh, sting surprised everybody. It was really, really cool. Uh, very neat stuff. Yeah, check it, take a look at, at the Patreon there that they have and see if that's something you're interested in. Cause Top Guy Weekend was a lot of fun for the and the fans, people that did it and that are were passionate about it really liked they they considered it really great stuff. They got their money's worth for it. So um, that it was it's it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun stuff. Uh, let's see. What do you think of Foley saying WWE in trouble? Yeah, Stephen, I talked about that earlier. Uh, I think it's really telling. I think it's very telling that this happened. Um, that uh, it happened to be, uh, yeah, the WWE guy in Foley just calling it out like it is, telling it like it is. And, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a legend. And he has a right to say what he feels. And he, he expressed it. And so good on him, and good, like, it's just a a telling thing about how the industry is nowadays. It's really telling. So really good stuff. Also, yeah, who showed up, but uh, the former GCW champion at Top Guy Weekend was uh, Matt Cardona. It was great. He was great. So, yeah, it's interesting. Check them out. Check them out. Uh, Let's see. Colin Danielson had a dust-up at the media scrum. So, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Uh, it was actually Brit and Ruby had a desk at about the media scrum. Uh, but it harkens back to the match on SmackDown. That yeah, that would harken back to the match on SmackDown, but it wasn't Cole and Danielson. No, it wasn't. It was it was Ruby and Britt. That's how what happened. There was a brief confrontation there. Uh, so that's what that was going down. Uh Santana Ortiz, yes, they talked about uh, going for them titles and stuff like that. So Pretty darn cool. Pretty darn cool stuff. They deserve to be in the title picture. Um, I want to see them kind of get into a feud right now with somebody else, a set of heels, a good set of heels um, that you can put in a tag team. Uh, I I don't know who that would be, though, whether that be just a couple of heels that don't normally tag together, tagging together, or what. But uh, I want to see that kind of weighed out a little bit because I want to see the Lucha Brothers beat a couple guys couple teams and stuff like that maybe before but you know what i think we're probably going to get maybe that tag title match between them and the lucha brothers at arthur ash i mean because santana santana's from new york i don't know if ortiz is from new york or not i don't know about that hey bit welcome to the program here um oh 2.0 that's a good call there steven that's a real good call yeah and tony khan is very much into 2.0 he said that in the, the scrum he's like somebody what were they saying like oh that the, the biggest uh i think that one of the biggest gets from nxt was adam cole one of the first big gets and then tony Khan was like what no 2.0 so and then he later on put 2.0 over even further so he really likes them as a team and thinks they have a lot of potential so that would be a good yes that's a really good point Stephen maybe that's I want to see them slow play Ortiz and Santana against the Lucha brothers I want to see so you could maybe even pull off 2.0 versus Santana Ortiz at Arthur Ashe. I bet you that's what we're going to get. Because what? Arthur Ashe is only two weeks away. So not that far off. Um, yeah, Dynamite was real good tonight, I thought, too. They did a lot of neat stuff that, like I said, was very unexpected. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was good, too. Uh, Punk in return after seven years later. Yes, that was it was good stuff, Hunter. I liked it. I like the new look. Do you like the long, the pants? I like the pants. <laughs> I'm a pants guy. <laughs> it was neat. I liked it. Uh, yeah. And you know what? Um, Punk did a great job. That was a great match. Exciting match. What a fun show. What a fun time to be a, a wrestling fan. Is it not guys? It's cool. It's really cool. Uh, it's, I have so much fun talking about this stuff and everything. Okay, DJ, let's see who's my MVP and what you rating for tonight. Now, that's Marcus's gimmick is the rating. I don't usually rate. I just let Marcus do that part. Uh, I have a bombshell of a pick for the MVP at the, of the show tonight. Well, let's hear it, DJ. I'm about to close this baby out, so um, we'll get to... You think the pants are weird, Nesha? Okay, eight. You give it an eight. Uh, tch, tch, tch. Suzuki got busted open. Yes, he did. Good match, So i like to see Mox versus Miro. Yeah, that would be cool. You know what? That wouldn't be a bad angle to put box in I do I just want to see Eddie win the title though and I don't want to be Eddie have Eddie be a feeder for Miro to lead to Mox. ah man you put me in a tough position here because I would like to I think that would be great what I would really I mean if they're gonna do that man it might be I don't know if Eddie loses again at Arthur Ashe or something if they decide to go that route I would hope they do it underhanded by Miro again and maybe Miro just attacks him really bad, takes Eddie out, and then goes on. to If he he goes and challenges Mox, I would like to see Miro go over Mox too because that just heats Miro up even further. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I I mean, uh, if I had my choice, I would have Eddie beat Miro for the title at Arthur Ashe and you continue the feud you make that a rivalry that you want to keep tabs on that something that'll be a rivalry that people talk about for in AEW, the annals of AEW history. I think that would be a really cool to set up a long-term kind of feud between Miro and Eddie, because what a good dynamic, really good. Uh, and it, you can see that tonight, even with, and there are different styles of promo and obviously a different look and the way they wrestle. It's good stuff. I like I, it's one of my favorite feeds going in wrestling right now is Eddie and Miro. Yes, he is cutting some great promos. Nesha. Pac should be, get a TNT champion. I, Pac should get more, more on television. I agree with you. And uh, I know I, there's a lot of people that I would like want to see maybe top Miro, but I also like Miro as the champion too. He, I think he's just doing fantastic work. So the best work of his career, hands down is what he's doing right now. What he's doing right now is awesome. It's so good. I don't know where he ranked on the PWI 500, but he should be up there in the top ten. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was I. I think it was really good stuff. Uh, Jay's Jay says, "Have Eddie win in New York, drop the belt back to Miro, then he gets mocks." I like that. Jay, I like that. I like where your head's at. Yeah, play that up. Have him upset, and then th- that's that would be great actually. Jay, is you have Eddie win the title at New York miro is super freaking pissed super pissed and um maybe he wins by an underhanded retains gets the title back by underhanded means and then just attacks the heck out of eddie and then we don't see eddie for a long time again absence makes the heart grow fonder eddie gets out and then mox goes after it i would be against that i would not be against that um okay dj your mvp is anna jay I think that's a that's an interesting pick. All right, that's a shocker. Um, do you think that means that she's going to be a leader of a Dark Order? What makes you? What gives you? What's your reasoning behind giving her the MVP? Um, let's see. Miro has to lose at some point, but to who? Yeah, I know that's the question. Keeps bringing up his wife. Yeah, I think that's great stuff. Um, yeah, you, you know, I I don't think. I maybe they could angle it a certain way. I almost said that I don't know if I would want lana to be like connected with Miro at this point but you know what there might be a way that they can do it and it could i could buy into it you know obviously i'll buy into their husband and wife but i mean like buy into it from like it making sense from what they're presenting on television you know uh their dynamic on we was so different uh, to what Miro's doing right now Um, it would be very interesting. You know, and that could really pop something. Heck, maybe we'll see her show up at Arthur Ashe. I don't know. Uh, Because, I mean, you think about it, Arthur Ashe, everybody's expecting, hey, first maybe Danielson. But no, that was too much. Because uh, they they maybe pushed that up as the report showed by uh, Bodyslam.net. And then um, we got Brian Danielson at All Out. And then, well, I mean, first we got Adam Cole. So they packed and I thought that was played off very well for that because both instead of one overshadowing each other, they complimented one another. because they teased, Hey, Adam Cole's the baby face coming out and he wasn't, he's elite. And then Brian Danielson sent the fans home happy by showing up and kicking ass. So I think they complimented one another. It was perfectly executed. It was really well done. (laughs) Was it not? Uh, I got to mention this real quick. Is that Punk... I Have you guys seen that little uh, gif on Twitter or a video on Twitter of uh, the side-by-side of Punk and Darby, like, headlocking and getting up and then, like, Punk being like, wow, okay, okay. But then they showed the same thing happened with uh, Bret Hart and the 123 Kid in their classic match. I thought that was really neat. I wanted to mention that before it went off. Uh, Lana's doing a TV show. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. She's doing that Surreal Life, right? Um, that's a good point, too, there, uh, Nesha. Nesha. So Cole turns on the elite and fights Kenny at some point. Yeah, that'll be down the road, though. That'll be way down the road. Maybe a year, maybe longer. I don't know. I think they should really slow play that. Don't do that too quick. But I'm um, trying to think if there's anything else I should cover. wanted to cover tonight before I close out. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll give you my MVP. DJ, did you mention why you said? Okay, so she has enough. She has had enough fighting and needs to be fixed. Okay, so you think that's for Anna J? She has enough of the fighting, and and the Dark Order needs to be fixed, so she was a primary factor in that. Um, Okay, that's an interesting MVP. Um, Who would be my MVP tonight? See, that's the thing about this, is I usually have time to think about who my MVP is. But if I'm going right off the crack of it here... Hmm. I'm giving it to Brian Pillman. How's that for one? I thought he came out and delivered a heck of a promo that got the crowd fired up. Um, he made the most of being in his hometown with, you had the stakes of Cole showing, being there Ruby Soho being there and Brian Danielson being there, but still like Pillman was a big presence on this week's episode. And for good reason. And, you know, I could almost give it both to Pillman and MJF because I think it was an interesting take to do. Um, so yeah, um, my MVP, Brian Pillman Jr. How's that sound? Uh, I don't give ratings. I think it was a good show. I got to leave that to Marcus gimmick. I can't scoop his heat that way. So we'll wait for, uh, <laughs> we'll wait for Saturday or Sunday whenever we do it this weekend. Uh, yeah. Stay tuned on WrestleZone for when we're going to do it because we will do another episode here. Um, oh, Nesha me. Oh, you're picking Max. All right. Oh, Mox. I'm sorry. Mox. That's it. I mean, that's a good one. Suzuki too for giving Mox a great fight. Yeah. I mean, geez, that bloody eye. Holy smokes. Uh, MVP would be Pillman's it. I mean, yeah, right. (laughs) She was a catalyst of uh, the storyline this evening. Was she not? So, yeah, no, that's a great point. Uh, Hunter. Let's see. Jeff Hardy should go to AW and WWE because they always buried him in now 24-7. Yep. It's a real shame what they're doing with Jeff Hardy. And it's a perfect, it's a perfect epitomization. I hope that's the right way to say it. Uh, epitomization of how WWE is treating its talent is how they've handled Jeff Hardy throughout this. It's just a, what a mistreatment of talent right there. That guy's a legend. You look at today, tonight. Did Dante and Martin not do a swanton over the top rope? Me think of, geez, how much impact has Jeff Hardy had over these stars today? Uh, immense. Him and Rey Mysterio have had a lasting impact on on stars of today, modern wrestling. It's uh, Jeff Hardy is one of those guys. He is, and for WWE to do it, do him dirty like that, it's just, it's a shame. It's a damn shame. He should get out of there, and he should go to AEW. He should go to Impact. He should go somewhere, somewhere different, because he does not deserve this kind of treatment. It's bad to see. We could talk more about that. On the weekend episode of Two Dynamite Deeds on a Rampage. But in the meantime, check out the the video scrums on our YouTube. Go to YouTube. I got, all, like I said, all the scrums on there. I was a part of it. You'll hear my uh, journalistic voice <laughs> muffled over the mask because we all had to have masks on. Uh, ask a question. I got one or two, mostly one question into everybody. So in each video, you'll see that. Uh, check those out on YouTube. Um What else can you guys look at here? Um, there's, oh, check out, uh, Colin Tessier's and, um, I don't know who joined him. It might've been Colin just by himself. No, was it Robert. I can't, I don't know, but check out, uh, Colin's, uh, recap of all out. If you'd like, he does a good job covering bases and stuff like that. They did that right after the show as I was doing all this stuff. So, uh, I thank Colin for doing that too. And, uh, Colin's doing a great job. Senior editor, prodigy, baby. He's the prodigy of WrestleZone. So uh, check that out. Uh, we got some good stuff down the pipeline too coming up here on WrestleZone. So take a look at that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dominic D'Angelo. You can follow my degenerate brother on Twitter at Marcus P. D'Angelo. Follow two dynamite dudes on Twitter at two dynamite dudes. Um, follow WrestleZone on Twitter at wrestlezone.com and go to wrestlezone.com for all your WrestleZone needs. Uh, let's see. The Benjamin gives it a 6.9. Uh Oh, what you getting at there, buddy? Um, you can go Suzuki. Let's see. Ch-ch-ch-ch. Colin does an awesome job. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Nasha. Uh, rest my case. WWE not using him. Good wrestler though. Absolutely. Steven. Yes. So yeah, guys, but thanks for joining me. DJ, you give it a six. All right. I don't give ratings. Like I said, so you're just going to have to wait to see what Marcus says. This weekend, But, guys, thanks for joining. I always appreciate it. I always appreciate the interaction. Uh, fun show tonight, was it not? It was a lot of fun. Good follow-up to AEW all out. Uh, Die my baby. Rampage should be good. Pac and Andrade. Almost forgot. <laughs> all right, guys. I'll see you this weekend, all right? Thanks for tuning in.